0: two one two three the ghosts are calling out of work today they got way better things to do than work some nine to five they got no use for living breathing currency but we all do because we're still alive welcome to the good the rad and the spooky where hoo hoo oh boy (laughs) hmm. Oh.
1: uh oh we don't have any kinda, rhymes today y'all this is get kinda awkward. we talk
0: about the the we're disappointed yeah yeah
1: we do we talk we talk about yeah. the things that have been really bothering me lately like here i'm gonna i'm gonna pop my uh trader yo's ginger brew because uh, it's spicy. that kind of a show yeah we're
2: yeah. gonna talk yeah. about something that just really am i allowed to swear
0: yeah. If you want. Yeah, yeah
2: it just fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> it did. It
2: did. It was really
0: fucking. It was a little. Just, just lukewarm upsetting. as possible. I wouldn't even
2: say that. I it's would say like chill. it's like the Wonder Bread of horror films. Oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's uh, amazing. Well, I mean, maybe we should get a little bit more specific. Um, starting off first oh, with yeah, who's yes. all in the room right now?
0: Hi, I'm, I'm Connor Wood. Hi. I've been on the show once or yeah, twice. Yeah, I've seen Hello. you here before.
1: I'm Vale. I've also been here yeah. once or twice.
2: Ooh. And I'm Em. Um, I'm back to visit.
1: By Didn't visit, you mean as our producer.
0: As our producer. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm speaking in this one.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Glad to have you. Glad to have you. So,
0: the gang's all here today, y'all. We we're really going to just take a nice group shot on this. Yeah.
1: Part. Yeah, this is the kind of thing <laughs> that involves all three of us. So, let's let's continue <laughs> to specify um who's got a good rad synopsis for this.
0: Ooh. Um I don't know. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll throw one yeah. out there. Um Papa, you look famished. <laughs> oh. mm.
1: No, that's good <laughs> mine mine was yeah. mine was I can't believe you made this about you.
0: <laughs> Woof. Oh yeah. mine
2: is just um white people ruin everything again.
1: Again, the sequel. The musical. Extravaganza. It's not
2: even a sequel. It's like, how many books have there been written about this?
1: A lot. I had to read quite a few, actually. At least
2: three. (laughs) At the very least. One
0: of them being my high school history. book. (laughs) (laughs) We're just doing it again.
1: We're just at Um, it again. This is all yeah, coming from three uh, white so, people too, so... Yeah. Well.
0: It is, it is. I, I, I just want to say, coming out the gates, this is one that I was way more excited for than I'd like to admit after yeah. seeing it. Today we're talking about Antlers, hey. the horror film that just recently came out after several delays, courtesy of the pandemic. So many delays.
1: Was it all the pandemic, mm. or was there something else going on? I swear...
0: I don't know, because after seeing the movie, I didn't really want to do a lot of research on it. I unfortunately did. Um, I had... Because I had burning questions. Yeah, I had uh, just a bland taste in my mouth afterwards. uh, I know... uh, I believe, I believe M here is on the furth- furthest end of this spectrum as far as... Oh, I hated it.
2: I hated <coughs> it in theaters. Okay. I hated it directly afterwards. I hate it right now. Yeah. So and I was indifferent to it before I watched it.
0: Cool. Yeah. Nice. For
1: me, I think my bitterness is mostly comes from kind of in the same boat as you, Connor, is I've been waiting for literal years mm-hmm. for this and I finally get to see it and it was like, really? That's what you did? That's what you did with my time? my effort my energy i also want to apologize really quickly um i'm getting over being sick so if i sound kind of weird or if i sniffle a lot connor please take out my sniffles and i'm sorry that my voice kind of sounds like this
0: no it's all good i'm sick every day and i got like sunglasses and stuff you know sick like cool oh
1: (laughs) 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 you could have sold that joke a little bit better
0: (laughs) No, it's I like, think that was the good way to tell him. You hung it. <laughs>
1: over? Wait, what's going
0: on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hung over at 6:52 p.m. Yeah. Y'all, it has <clears throat> been getting dark here at like 5:15. Welcome to the east. It, I'm end. tired always now. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It
1: does cuz the lights go out and, and well, the lights Yeah, the lights go are gone. Out, My you
0: know? caveman body is like sleep time so we can hunt mammoths better tomorrow, but mm-hmm. I don't actually do that. I don't do anything. I don't. I'm just tired. Yeah, you're right. But we're not here to talk about no. bugs. We're here to talk about bad yeah. movies, that is. Yeah, we about
1: antlers. This, this I, I feel like, Connor, maybe we've just chosen our media really well, but we haven't really roasted right. <laughs> ever. Like, even when we've had, like, questionable taste, pretty roastable taste, material. Pretty material, like yeah. I'm thinking about Halloween in particular, where we're just like, gosh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. But like today today I think we're gonna dive in pretty deep. And I think we're gonna hit right. it I think so too. from three different points. And I'm gonna
0: try I like I mentioned I'm gonna try and play devil's advocate a little bit here on this one because I I want to appreciate the halfway attempt to an A twenty four shot uh. here and there, but it was just
2: It wasn't even halfway. It made it like two feet um, off the ground. And it was supposed yeah. to go into orbit.
1: Connor, I would love to do a you... hop, skip and a
0: jump and then it just and then
1: huh, Connor, I would love for you to try, only because I think that it's going to get M to snap, <laughs> and I, I I want fights. I think I'd like to sit on the sideline and cool. go fight, 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 fight. So yeah,
0: yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll try. I'll try and find something. you. Some, attempt anything. Attempt. This
1: movie. Uh, let's Let's see how this goes.
2: Connor. I have no patience for this film. <laughs> I've watched about two thousand films in my entire life, hmm. and this this is like. Probably the bottom one. I'm just very frustrated. Oh, and the only reason it's the bottom one is because at least the films with worse content than this did it first.
0: Right. In a time <laughs> when it was
2: socially acceptable. Yeah. And it's 2021 and we're making this content and there's no reason mm. for that.
1: I love it. Oh, on
0: that note. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. No, I'm, I'm
1: not either. Can't. Because
0: I don't. It's, it's No, in fact, yeah. I'm going to back
1: you up on that later on. Uh, I think we should go through the story, and then I think maybe we should talk yeah, let's... some production elements, and then uh, I'm going to be a nerdy professor about things for a second.
0: Cool. Sound good? Cool. Yes. All right, Connor. So we, yeah, we open on up with this very drab uh, kind of nature-ish scene, Uh, We see what looks like a mining quarry uh, with a pretty modern setup, and we see a little boy just kind of toddling around. Um, We shortly learn that his dad and his buddy, his dad's buddy, are uh, in there doing pretty heroiny things, (laughs) kind of meth lab type activities. Just meth things. Um, Yeah, and then there's a big angry Garfield in the mine. Oh, is that what that is? yeah, I think so. We didn't actually see it on screen, but that's my fan theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a big angry Garfield in the mines who is roaring and scaring up a storm with these two cooks. And um, can, can I we don't...
2: interject something? Yeah. yeah Maybe before it. it gets dark here, because I am mm. around the place where these things are known to be, we yeah. say the word and then we have a fun word that we use instead so none of us are in trouble okay
0: wait all right the beasties
1: in question are not where you are
2: yeah they are what yeah i have a friend at work who's navajo and technically when i brought it up at work and i was like it's only in this area really someone else was like what are you talking about and we are on stolen land it's everywhere
1: (laughs) (laughs) i've cool. been put in my place
2: okay fantastic let's do yeah.
1: that okay because they're so we're
0: discussing the the angry garfield the is the <laughs> angry garfield
1: well yeah.
0: i don't know if that's what we're going um, with maybe we can stick with wendawoo was when we, we i have been calling it Wanda Woo,
1: but is that like offensive Wanda like are they woo, gonna yes. like come after me faster for being like how dare you
2: I have no idea. I just know that out of respect for me in the mornings when it's still dark, when I'm at work, they call it a different mm. word.
0: <laughs> like, We're going to do that. I'm like,
2: Fair. I'm the only white person in the morning there. And so they, they're like, <laughs> hold on. They'll like say the word. They'll be like, hold on. M's white. We need to use a different word, and like I've never felt more loved and supported. <laughs> but yeah, really? I'm like I'm not gonna argue because great. I've I've had enough things in my life that I am super superstitious about this. So
1: great, good, um, done. So I
2: will not be saying the word because it is getting dark around here. But we can call it whatever you want.
1: Fair as I well. like USA. I like Angry Garfield. I like Angry Garfield. Mm. The
0: well, we'll start with Angry Garfield, and if it evolves, it evolves.
1: But y'all know the most so we're talking about. Because
0: if you um, tuned in last week, you know you know what the beast is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we talked about him last week. We're talking about him this week. Uh, the Angry Garfield. So we uh, have these two chefs cooking away in the mines. And there's all sorts of accessories hung up around the wall. Different wards and totems. And, uh, yeah, shortly they get attacked and things presumably go south. And then we have a nice little tidal cut um, and a little bit of a time hop. Yeah,
1: how's that for a so, cold open?
0: Yeah, it's pretty goofy. <laughs> Actually, uh, in the
1: beginning, isn't there like, I, is it here or was it before where there's like that like voice of warning?
0: I think it's her? at the very, very beginning. It You're is? right. Oh, okay. You're right.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. There, there's some we've stolen Which was, I moderation. think,
0: probably the coolest part of the movie, and then the movie started. And Actually, then the movie-
2: <laughs> um, I thought the vo- the voiceover and then the title card, like the um, the quote card at the beginning, the moment yeah. it happened, I was like, I already hate this movie. Uh, I, like I said, that. I was I was indifferent to the entire film. Uh-huh. I went because a friend wanted to go, and I was, like, sure. totally fine with it. And then the moment they showed, like, the quote, I was like... Oh, it's going to be like this. Okay. I hate it. (laughs) I hate it. Because like if a movie has to tell you to be scared, it's already not going to be scary.
0: Mm. I don't even remember what it says. I just remember being like, okay, this is a nice blank slate for setting the tone. I think
2: think quotes at the beginning or narration at the beginning can in some circumstances serve to like a cool purpose for a film. But if a film has to tell me how to feel or set the tone, they're not doing their job. They're already telling you <laughs> what to do. They should be setting the tone for you. They shouldn't be telling you how the tone is supposed to be set. Okay. I dig that. I would agree with
0: that. Yeah. It does seem a little superfluous.
2: My film bro is going to come out tonight. I'm so sorry. No, it's I think
0: okay. you should. I
2: think you should be a film bro. Thank you. Bro it up. Well,
1: it just gets more disappointing from there, doesn't it?
0: <sighs> Man, what a forgettable plot. I mean... Here. A couple people die, and then... <laughs>
1: okay, let's see if I remember this. Let's see if I remember this. So, basically, what happens is we cut to a school teacher, uh, and, okay, you know what, and here's the thing, and here's the thing, is along with your comment of, like, if a movie has to tell me how to feel, I hate it when a movie is like, oh, and here's the theme and motif of it, by the way. Like, here's how to feel, and then... <laughs> this is what we're talking about. This is what we're dealing with. So it opens with the school teacher being like, oh, stories are important. It's like, yeah, no shit.
2: Yeah, you know what? <laughs>
0: with that, it just feels like they have no faith in their audience to like nice. catch on to these themes also, naturally. I it just want to, to spell it out. I don't out.
2: know if you guys noticed on the board, they had like different types of stories. They had fable, yeah. they had fairy oh, yeah. tale, and then they had a couple others, and then they put Native American. That, Why the mm, fuck is that there? No. <laughs> Why does that have to do... A, what does that have to... What, they, they were really laying it on thick. I was like, Native American oh isn't gosh. a story motif. It's not the way you tell a story, but there are Native American stories.
0: Yeah. yeah dude, what are you... Well, and I
2: think I this was is like,
0: something
1: what? that like, we talked about last week, right? Of just like, it's not a cryptid because it's a traditional belief, Right. Like, right, when yeah, right. you put Native American stories alongside things like fairy tales and fables, you are immediately devaluing them because it is a belief system. It is a living belief system. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. just some story that you tell. at night. Like, yeah, they are told, but, like, that doesn't... Mm.
0: Difference. Yeah. I mean, okay. Very true, and I agree with all of this, but, like, I wouldn't put it past the public school system. Like, oh, for sure. As far as realism goes... Looking back on my own early education, I was like, oh my gosh, what are we talking about? They
2: would, but, but like, think about it. Would you write on the board when you're talking about different ways to tell stories?
0: No, myth, absolutely. legend, just,
2: prose, German. I just
0: wanted to also throw a curveball <laughs> over Indigenous the public school system legend. and be like, look, this is this is at least a little bit your Teach fault. Teach it better. <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah, I'm
1: going to rant about that later.
0: Yeah. So let's move on with this great story oh, yeah. we have. And I, I will say the, the high point for me was the, the main kind of little boys acting. I just thought yeah. he had this really nice creepy look um, comparable to the little girl in Hereditary. Um,
2: I was kind of rude of you. I mean,
0: I don't know. What? I, don't think, I, I think it was mostly. that was kind of rude of you to
2: say <laughs> What? <laughs> He's just a boy. little guy.
0: He is just a little guy, but they both have this gaunt, haunted look to them.
2: Well,
1: okay. I think, you know what? I think that's the overt. Well.
0: He's such a little guy.
1: Is it heavy handed if, like, he literally is being malnourished? Because, like, here's the thing, folks. Is like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to sum up the whole story right now. Right now, okay? Little great, kid.
0: Great. I would love not to have to treasure Little
1: kid. Brother. Father. Nasty one to go. I just said the thing. Nasty okay. situation. With the angry Garfield. Uh, teacher has a bout of white saviorism, tries to get involved in his life, gets several people killed in the process, lets out the father and son who have been turned, uh, and then they try and track him down, and it's kind of successful, and then it ends with them killing the angry Garfields and realizing that one of them is going to become an angry Garfield. It's basically a zombie movie. Yeah.
0: Jesse. Plemens from Breaking bad. I just, yeah.
2: I just did He's the whole
1: movie. Like it's really, that simple. it's not worth
2: going deeper than that. It's I guess really not. I, really, I guess not.
0: I'm going to be honest. I was sitting here and around when we got to the end of the first like scene, I was like, I don't wanna go through this movie. No, <laughs> that's, that's it. Just... That's,
2: that's movie. Some
0: people die along the way. It's not particularly <laughs> interesting. I I remember listening to the soundtrack and thinking, like, this is gonna be so forgettable. Yeah. I could not hum a single tune from that movie, gun to my head.
1: I I um, remember sitting there thinking, This is it. This is literally it. Like it just it was one of those movies where like you see it all before you. Like, there is no nuance. Mm. There's no discoveries. There's no uncoveries.
0: Oh, the it's part like, with the shed. Can we talk oh, about Oh, gosh. With the shed? Yes. When one by one, like, little lemmings, oh, they just like, the kept worst. seeing dead people in the shed and they're like, hey, are you okay? And they got it's killed. It's
1: literally, it's literally a, like a comedic bit. It's a comedic bit. It's so bit. funny
0: it's three stooges but with like jesse plemons from breaking Bad. you know
1: what i should have apologized like we tried so hard to be professional and be like here's the story i'm so sorry i'm so sorry it's you know what anyone here's what i'm gonna say here's what i'm gonna say is if you want to get an idea of this story go read The Quiet Boy, because that's the short story that it was based off of. And it's really mm-hmm. fast. It's like three, four pages long, I think. Like, it's a real fast short story, and it's actually really good. I actually really like The Quiet Boy, which is why I was so excited for this movie. And then I saw it, and I was like, you did nothing! You did nothing with this movie! You had so much at your hands, and you did nothing. So I think we should just proceed to the roasting the shit out of... Uh, yeah. sure. Production elements, specific scenes,
2: let's go. I thought it was really interesting that you uh, attributed um, the teacher with white saviorism because I can absolutely see that. But what I was more disgusted with than that was the fact that they decided to bring trauma into this and make that connected. She was like, I know exactly what he's going through. His dad turned into a cannibal whose face falls off.
1: You don't okay. know what that. Maybe your like. your
2: family. I have. Maybe your family's built different. I don't know. <laughs> but from the flashback sequences, it looked like you just hit under the stairs because your dad beat you. That's not the same as trying to kill raccoons in the woods also, to bring back disgusting. to your
0: dad. dad your dad, a
2: who's a cannibal now, and walking him and having to sit there every night listening to his little brother try to lure him into the room. That's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. It's and then they the had the audacity yeah. to bring their trauma into it. I was like, "Stop! It's not about you. This is 2021. How many movies do we have to make about like generational trauma or whatever? Like, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. who cares? Who yeah. cares? That
1: that was the tone that we kind of left with the movie theater. So we were just kind of sitting there, like, okay, so that was a little unremarkable. How do we feel about it? We're all trying to sit there and parse this out. It's me, Els Connor, and Sarah. And we're all trying to figure this yeah. out. And we eventually land. The company
0: cushioned the blow for me. Oh, I, for I, sure. It was good company. I was happy to see it with you guys. But, but boy, howdy. The movie was like the least good part of well, the movie. Well, it's
1: <laughs> like we all left. And that's when I think reality set in. Because like even as like yeah. you guys were walking out my door, you were like, bye. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Thanks for the evening. You guys yeah, were walking out of my door. And we all kind of went, wait a second. They compared, <laughs> they compared the Wanda Woos to generational trauma in not a great way. Now let's be clear, like we're not we're not here to like trash on anyone's trauma like if you've had nasty experiences you have and I'm so sorry. But you can't play the pain game and you can't play the pain game with someone whose dad and brother literally turned into monsters. Like, it's like, not even, mo- it's like like, 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 fantastical beast. Entire people leader.
2: It's like, she like made this- it all about her. It's like, <laughs> it's did, not about absolutely. you. Bestie, it's not about you. It's about right now, this little boy and her Andrew yeah. Garfield father.
0: i also just want to talk about like she okay towards the beginning when she was starting to realize something's wrong with this guy she followed him halfway home and was like hey i want to get some frozen yogurt with me and then they had this incredibly awkward conversation the whole time the little boy just looked like he wanted to leave which to be fair was to go feed his you know uh cannibalistic family but it was just like there's no safe reasoning behind that it just she seems predatorial with how desperately she's trying to help this child like he will be the cure for her alcoholism or something like that yes it's it's so that's literally how
1: it came across that is absolutely how it came across and it's like if you look at the whole of her classroom it's very clear that this is like a low-income town where granted you know this this boy lucas is probably the only one with andrew garfield father and and brother (laughs) situations but like everybody else probably has some run-in with some kind of trauma they probably have some kind of something that is happening at home whether it is some form of abuse whether it is drugs whether it is just low income just straight up uh, in dire straits like probably everybody there except for that one precocious little redhead in the front row is probably de- well no even she probably is dealing with something and yet she zeroes in and focuses on this kid And, and it's exactly as you said, she makes it entirely about her and she becomes obsessed with it. And I think it's because it's the most aggressive case, but it's also like the most sensational case. Like you're going to latch on to the kid who's drawing the really freaky drawings instead of the one kid who's like, I need the validation that I get in this classroom from you uh, because I'm not getting it at home, which is what I can only assume is going through that little ginger's head. So I'm being really nice here. Uh... This is the episode here's where the you get to thing. see us be mean, I think. Yeah, here's the other thing.
2: Here's the other thing. She kept invalidating her brother, who was a, a cop in this. He was a cop. Um, and he also Cops. was from that abusive home. And he, she was living with him. There's, oh,
0: and, there's that very simple line that he says that just never gets addressed.
2: Yeah. And she's, like, talking about, like, you don't understand what I went through. And he's like, I lived yeah. in the same house. This. And you left? And I was waiting for you to come back. Yeah, and so she's so obsessed with this kid who has nothing to do with her and is nothing like her that she can't even relate to her own brother who has Mm. gone through the exact same thing.
0: Or maybe worse. worse. Possibly worse. Which he kind of alludes to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. It's. Oh my gosh. It's it's bonkers. How out of touch the the high roading in this film feels. It's. Uh, <laughs> I wish we could be more organized about this, but you really
1: are just being invited to our Rose session. This is exactly what it would sound like if we're all just sitting around and, oh, listen, look, I got my drink, I got my drink, I'm here to Rose. Why was yes. she
2: necessary to the film? To Why was she necessary to the film? Tell me. Not at so, all, not at all. Okay. And
0: I don't remember her from any of the trailers, and I kind of wish it would have just stayed that way. They I were
2: just like, oh, we need a
0: plot here. Book.
1: It, she she's central to the storyline yeah. because it's like the story it like when it's a short story you really do have to zero in on one person right because you are telling their one story because you have to go super fast you don't have a lot of time to be nuanced and granted sure. the short sure. story in part is so successful because it's told not in first person point of view but it does follow her predominantly as she's perceiving things and that's a that's a great way to tell a story is like hey i'm perceiving yeah. this thing that I especially i don't understand Especially when somebody is coming into contact with the cosmic core, but the thing is, is the it doesn't translate very well to a movie, and so you get a hyper focus, almost a self centeredness on this one woman, and it's coming across as extremely unethical. Like I need to check with other people. Like I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna I'm gonna text someone and let you guys know because I I have a friend who's in educational psychology who works at a school, and she could absolutely tell us if what this school teacher is doing is actually okay because i have a feeling that it's not like i know that a lot of teachers when they see their kids are having a hard time i know that they're going to want to get involved as much as they can but i do think it violates some kind of boundaries and absolutely it it violates a work social In this case, boundary where you have a kid and a teacher and that is an extreme power dynamic an extreme power dynamic that you cannot mess Mm -hmm. with and like by the end of the movie she's like oh i'm gonna adopt him he's mine now and her brother is like can you love something that's going to like kill you or hate you or hurt you something like that like can you can you love something when you know how it's gonna turn out in the end and it's like that is so bleak and you're saying that, like out of, out of out of all the other contexts, you're saying that about an adopted kid.
2: What the fuck? But really, that that's actually bad. just foreshadowing for him, right?
1: I mean, sure. Like, like spoiler alert: he's going to yeah, turn yeah, into but, Andrew like, Garfield. Who cares at but that point. like, it really is. Yeah.
0: He does the whole uh, thing they make fun of in an oh, hello, at the end where he coughs into the napkin and then opens it up right at the camera. The consumption cough? The consumption cough. Uh, And we're like, he's got a case of the Garfields. He's got a case of the Garfields. Oh, no.
2: I was like, okay, everybody, are we in the 1800s watching a play on the West End? Is that what's (laughs) happening? Because you literally- Everybody
0: get ready for Jesse Plemons coming back in Antlers 2. Back in Electric action. Boogaloo. Back in the habit.
1: Electric consumption. Electric.
2: Bo- <laughs> Electric. Der- you know what would have been cooler of them if they really had, if they really just had to like give you that bleak outlook where it was going to be yeah. him. You you could have just had him cough for a while and then cut it before anything came out, and then it would have left you yeah. on a cliffhanger. Yeah! Instead of just or him like. Maybe
0: half of something to chew on or think about. Yeah,
2: because he starts coughing and, oh, is he sick? Oh my gosh. Is he going to become Andrew Garfield? We don't know.
0: Well, and, that's, that and been better. that's a very
1: successful horror tactic, I think, is when, like, and I can see that. I can absolutely see the cutoff because it's this what is going to happen next and it's that like missing like what i love about horror so much is that sometimes they give you like when you miss the step kind of feeling of just like whoa where am i going and they completely disorient you especially right at the last yeah, second yeah. it can be really fantastic but you know it's exactly what's going to happen you know exactly how this is going to turn out and and it, i don't mind grim darks grim darks mm-hmm. can be done very well you have to sure. ask yourself: Is this the story that you want to be grimdark about?
2: Is that what you call it? Is you call it a grimdark? That's what they are
1: called. That's the trope, yeah. Where like oh, everything is shite and it's never gonna get better.
2: Interesting. Okay. Um. From my from my end own. of the the from from my my neighborhood of film, it's called hopeless cinema. Oh sure, there you go. Instead of a grimdark, but that's interesting. I think grimdark is more. I've dark heard the phrase "depression
0: porn" <laughs> comes around with this same. <laughs>
2: okay, well, I don't want to know what neighborhood of cinema you're in. Okay. <laughs>
0: I'm, I made my own neighborhood. Here's the thing:
1: I'm not even in the neighborhood of cinema. Like I'm in, the, like that's. In the I think that's hobby. like a comic book term. That's like a narrative story grim term. Grimdark is, is grimdark. Yeah. Sense. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and they're fine. Grimdarks are fine. They have their place. But like I was saying, like you have to ask yourself when you're looking at a story, like let's say you want to make a horror about generational trauma or about drug addiction or about low-income community strife and dire straits and, and it's hard. Do you right. want to do a Grimdark about that? Because... Guess who's watching that? Do you really want like adopted Ooh. kids watching this? Do you really want abused kids watching this? Like, is that the message you're gonna send? That's the message you're gonna send? I want, I want to
0: kind of backboard off of that with a line that you and else both really brought up after we watched the film, um, when the little brother is going full on Andrew Garfield because the papa has departed. Oh, this uh, one. Hell. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, our, our lead little boy is like, we got to save him, we got to help him, we just got to give him some soup, he'll be fine. <laughs> and then uh, the teacher, who's like, related to Christopher Columbus or something, is like, no, he's not going to get better, boy. And there's, it, it just feels like this whole like punctuation on the entire theme of, of abuse and recovery. Yeah. And it, it's just ended with, he's not going to get better. You know this. Let's kill him, And then they did.
1: Yeah. No, it's, um, it's a harrowing line. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um, about the, the grimdark or hopeless cinema or whatever. Yeah. I think that's an interesting point. But I think what's more important is my rule for good hopeless cinema. Because I am a slut for hopeless cinema. I love Atonement. It's one of my favorite movies. It is hopeless mm, cinema mm. to the extreme. Absolutely. Here's the thing. It's not good. And it's not worth doing unless you give us a reason to hope. Uh, and the thing about the, the thing about this, the thing that makes hopeless cinema bad, like in this case, is I don't care if you're giving me hopeless cinema about any of the situations <laughs> Vale named That's fine. Give it to me. But give me a reason to root for the characters and believe that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and then snatch that away from me at the last second. That's what makes mm. good shit. Good hopeless cinema. And this, it starts out in this really dark, depressing world, and you never get any relief for the hour and a half. There's no reason to believe that anything's gonna turn out okay, so as people die, you're like, why do I care? I always knew this was gonna happen. There's no comedy to lighten it. There's not even a moment where the characters are like, we'll get through this, we'll push through this, and life will be get better. There's no, oh! Oh! When I'm older, I want to be an astronaut. That would have been cute if the kid said that. I assume. <laughs> There's nothing there, When I'm older. I want to be a vegan. you dealing. You start. <laughs> you start with the the two guys making meth in a lab. Yeah. Their kid is outside. Classic. That's depressing. That's already a dark <laughs> place to be. Big eat. time. They got then
0: pick up trucks and they're just cooking. that. Yeah,
2: and then you have like a a blue screen over the entire thing. So it's already dark and depressing. Oh, You're already it's, pretty it's, sad. i go. Yeah. You see the kid, he's depressed the entire time. Does that kid ever crack a smile? No. Yeah, and he goes no, through no. the motions and then you go to the teacher and she's struggling with alcoholism and she's talking about her abuse. And it, the whole thing is so heavy that by the end you don't even have time to be scared of the monster. It's not even scary at the end. You're yeah. like, oh I knew yeah. this was coming. I,
0: <laughs> I can see that. Like, death for these guys wouldn't be the...
2: Death, it was a relief for them, because there was no escape. There was no escape. They live in this
0: horrible little town, and they have nothing going on. It's not. mm. If you want
2: to see hopeless cinema about similar topics that is much better presented, watch The Florida Project. Hmm. It talks about, like, lots of stuff that this movie covered. It's not a horror, per se. It's more a horror sure. to the people who actually live through that kind of stuff,
0: right? right. But like they, perhaps a better film. Oh
2: yeah, and it, it is hopeless <laughs> cinema. It is devastating, and yet they cover all the same issues pretty much in this one, and it's a good film. Mm. Wow, it's Something. possible to do. You just got to do it right. Well, and and
1: I think for me, what's disappointing is that it was a it was a memo produced. It wasn't memo directed. Um, but Guillermo del Toro is one of my all-time favorites, and we know that he can handle both hopelessness and monsters because we saw that in Pan's Labyrinth. That's like Crimson Peak. I love Crimson Peak so much because, partly in because of the way that it ends, because Edith is left a widow. But nonetheless, like after she's had the scarring experience, there is a, a sense of continuance. And even though it is a tragedy, Nonetheless, we learned things from it. Also, we saw beautiful costumes. Right. There's none of that in Antlers. <laughs> I just yeah. Remember, if you're gonna
2: make me sad, make me have some eye candy first. Yeah,
1: at least, at least. I, I just okay, remember it was wow. like right as the right as the principal was heading up the into the house and up the oh, stairs. Yeah. I turned to Else and I was like, "She go get eaten." And Else, like a, maybe a little bit too loudly, was like, "Oh, you think?" <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> no No, what there's only one way that this could possibly turn out and i think like that's the fun of horror is that like you kind of know what's gonna happen to the person (gasps) oh was that adelaide
0: (laughs) oh
1: that's nice that's nice in this moment of roast. Just to have a nice some... little
0: break from the antlers talk. Anyways,
1: <laughs> um, speaking of antlers, I think that's the next thing that I want to talk about. Um, why do you think it was even named antlers?
2: Because the antlers that came out theory. of that guy is that it? Yeah. <laughs> was...
1: Which is went, a well, great moment.
2: You know. Okay.
1: Um, speaking of antlers coming out of mouths, I had some time to think about how Hannibal did Andrew Garfield so well. Um, versus other things, antlers, um, that didn't do the Garfield so well. Mm. And I realized that it was because um, it was... Oh, never mind. I think I totally lost that train of thought. No, I'm sorry. I've been working... You guys, I've been working on a paper this week that has just absolutely ravaged my brain. Um,
2: oh, you're
1: fine. We'll come back Whatever to it. it.
0: That can happen with the <laughs> Yeah, and also I'm sure some somewhere down the line we'll just take a full month and talk about Hannibal. Yeah, totally,
1: we will. But like, I, I will say this: I will say this. Hannibal, the TV series, features Will Graham in that similar moment of antlers are coming out of his body, antlers mm. are coming out of his mouth, and it's it's very harrowing. It's a great shot. It's a great cinematic. It's incredibly evocative because it, right. it's very visually striking, but. for one of my favorite things that i've ever seen in television when they did it in this movie i was like and
2: Hmm. (laughs) i have thoughts about that but i need to pee first if that's okay
0: yeah that is so okay we're actually gonna go ahead and just (sighs) hear what our sponsors have to say and then we'll come back and talk about more andrew garfield i'm
2: getting too worked up and my blotter's too small for this
1: Let's do that. That's how let's, it goes. Let's take a break. Let's That's
0: a baseball, break. everybody. <laughs> All right, we'll see you soon. One, two, three. The good, the rad, the spooky junior, the ghosts are unemployed. Hi, guys, ghouls, and other fools. It's your old buddy, old Uncle Connor here to talk about some stuff. Uh, you guys know Pokemon, the little uh, fun little bubbly boyos. Well, today, November 19th, they just released a new one. Wow, it's a remake of one that came out in 2007. But I'm not here to talk about the little Goo Goo Gaga Badoofs and Squavits. No, I'm here to talk about a game that belongs on this here podcast. I'm here to talk about Shin Megami Tensei 5. That might be a little mouthful for those of you not familiar with the Shin Megami Tensei series. It is a Japanese role-playing game series that's been going on since the days of NES. There are several offshoots, most popular Uh, Among them is the Persona series. It is an incredible game. It's very, very dark. Um, The Shin Megami Tensei series is pretty universal in that the setting will always take place in a post-apocalyptic Tokyo. And you really just kind of get to explore that. But it's not your typical kind of, um, you know, zombies or nuclear whatever end of the world. It is a lot more angels and demons and it adopts a lot of different... Um, characters and demons and and uh, creatures you encounter and can have fight on your team from various mythologies, folklores, and uh, legends throughout the world. This includes Greek mythology, uh, Hindu mythology, Japanese mythology, quite obviously, and a lot more. Uh, there, there's very prominent religious themes, and it kind of just meshes them all together in a really interesting way. Um, again, the game is very dark, but I have been just sinking my teeth into it whenever I've gotten a free moment since it's been out the last couple weeks and I'm having a blast with it so if you are interested in the kind of Pokemon formula you know you you gather up a team and you go through this whole hoo-ha uh crazy story with turn-based combat if that's your kind of thing check out Shin Megami Tensei Five. it is out on Switch and it is excellent okay bye 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 have fun with the the three idiots talking about a bad movie love you Mwah. Alright, so we've gone to the bathroom and we are ready Have we to continue down to a bit. No. I don't know if calm is the right word for it. I just feel like I, I've I've recentered myself so I can more accurately articulate my feelings on this doggy doo doo pile lukewarm stinky uh oh movie.
1: Yeah. I again I'd like to apologize. This I feel like this episode might be a little bit across the board perhaps a little bit
0: more than
1: uh we usually do
0: but uh, yeah but i want to i want to to be fair for for <laughs> the tig trats here um we don't we don't normally make a point to like just shit all over things even That's when we true. could but man i just feel like i don't know this is almost vigilante justice. yeah could you like
2: could you name this episode antlers the diss track
0: Antler's the diss <laughs> track. Well, I don't know what else we could possibly name at this point. That's just, true. That's all we're doing. Right. We're just riffing on how dumb yeah. this movie was. I was
2: gonna say I totally forgot what I was gonna say before I peed, but I remember now. If you want to hear it, yes. Yeah, yeah, hit it. Okay, so the antler thing coming out of the mouth was like really cool. Mm. Like the monster design, probably the scariest monster I've ever seen. Just the worst. Yeah. The worst movie to be in. I think. If I saw it in any other movie, I probably would have peed my pants. It was so good. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, I think, just
0: really the really Just thing. Just the presentation. Are... The
2: presentation. But here's the big dealio. Mm. Not only does the teacher really not serve the plot or move it forward by the way that they wrote the story, the little brother... Of the main boy, yeah. Lucas's little brother, Aiden. Aiden yeah. He serves absolutely nothing, and I now have to go off on this because it makes good, good. me really, really upset. Do Do I it. think you should. Aiden is, six, Aiden is six years old. Seven? Six right. or seven. It doesn't matter. He is a kid.
0: He's small years He's old. He is a
2: small child. I personally am not um afraid of horror that utilizes kids if done correctly. Um Like, I love it. I love Mm. both It movies, Mm. chapter one and chapter two. Big fan myself. Big fan. Love love horror with children. However, this one, it felt like the only purpose that Aiden served was to up the stakes that didn't need to be made any higher Mm. with how grim the movie already was. And I remember when I was at the, when we were watching the fight scene the final battle between the teacher and the the sure. you know
0: I love thinking about it like that it was it was so oh my God yeah
2: and the you know the antique Garfield it was yeah. like it was actually like that scene was pretty dope like I watched it and I was like mm. oh that's actually pretty interesting but then it continued and then you saw Aiden his chest started to glow. Just like his dad, and I remember sitting there, and I've never, I want to clarify, I've never walked out of a film. I've, like, stopped a film because I got bored before, like, at home. Never walked out of a film. I remember sitting there next to, like, everyone in theater, and I was just like, I don't want to see this. I absolutely don't want to see this. This does not add to the plot at all. This is not, this does not do anything. And it's frankly disgusting. It's like exploitation of using a child character is how I felt about it and i was it wasn't yeah i did not yeah the gore was awful for the father the gore was just disgusting it was great then they started to show the antlers come out of the kid's mouth and i literally i was getting ready to get up and leave because i did not want to see this kid's face get torn apart he was seven years old maybe like maybe that makes me like i know i have nephews that age and so, like, maybe I'm, like, a mom that way. Maybe that's, like, my mom's side coming out. But I was, like, I do not want to see this seven-year-old turn into an anti-Garfield. I don't right. want to see that. I do And uh, that's yeah.
1: fair. Like, yeah. I, and here's the thing. I, I understand coming from that grimdark perspective of, like, and, and this is, and, and maybe this is also coming from someone who, like, has sat down, like, every partner, every partner I've ever had... I've been like, babe, we need to talk about what's going to happen if during the zombie apocalypse I get bitten and you don't and maybe i
0: knew these are important conversations. they are they
1: are i need you to i need you to tell me how you're gonna know that i'm that you're interacting with like mimic veil and not real veil and two i need to know what your zombie apocalypse plan is because i fully expect you to shoot me i fully expect you to dispatch Mm. me before i have the chance to hurt you our loved ones what like i fully expect that to happen
0: and so... Yeah, if your SO doesn't have a zombie apocalypse plan or, or fallback like we're talking about... They're yeah, dead weight. Dump way. them, red They're flag. They're dead weight. Super duper red flag. Leave them behind. Dead we can Not worth it. They will not survive the winter. They will not survive the
1: winter. <laughs> so and coming from coming from that kind of like utilitarian perspective and coming from someone who does not mind a grim dark, if you're going to kill a monster having kid, if you're going to... That sounds so gross to say, but like if you're going to kill a kid you better treat that moment with so much respect. Like if you're going to do something that dark, you need to know the weight of that moment. And the unfortunate thing Mm -hmm. is the weight that they gave that moment was little kids in abused families are fucked for the rest of their life. And quite frankly, that is like, that is so undignified. Like, I can't believe undignified is the only word that I'm coming up with. But like, how dare you no, like that's, yeah, that's it what it makes at, me feel was just like how dare absolutely.
2: you absolutely yeah sitting in the theater i was just like this is disgusting to me yeah this is like i don't have a lot of like i said i've watched a ton of movies like a, a lot of movies more than the average bear and i don't have content issues usually right. and that was
1: oh i know the absolutely. kind of things you see you don't have content
2: <laughs> i don't have content issues that was absolutely like revolting seeing yeah. that kid because the thing was like it served no point to the plot except being like oh ho ho we got you again it's not over yet it's not over the kid and then to kill the kid Y'all after that you want
0: to be sad for a little longer yeah and then they mm-hmm. killed the
2: kid and I was yeah. like this is because yeah. and
0: I quote he's not gonna get better I so.
2: I think that's and, like, so much. it crossed a line, but I was, like, literally, if they do not stop this kid from becoming an Andrew Garfield character, I will walk <laughs> out right now. But then the the thing that they have to do is they have to kill the kid. Yeah. They have to murder a child to make and this happen. And they do. I just... And
0: they do. And, In front of his brother, who is also a kid. And yeah. it's just,
2: like, if you wanted to talk about... If you wanted to make commentary about... Children in this specific situation, that is fine. The one brother, Lucas, would have done that. But just adding in the, it didn't even make sense.
0: Why? Yeah. Also, he wasn't even like in the beginning. I, yeah. I don't. know It didn't make when sense why he,
2: they were both infected funky. when they made it clear at the beginning or throughout the film anyway that only one at a time was infected.
1: Yeah. So it I did, don't know. It how didn't make Eden sense. The bug. I don't get probably it.
2: Probably got.
0: I don't know, man. I don't. I don't even know, man. It's just.
1: Well, and that's niche. and that. I,
0: I. I mean, I would say I have to watch it again to like catch. Don't that, waste your don't time. Want don't waste I'm your not time. Do that. No,
1: and and I think that's like that goes back to I don't know if this is uh, an appropriate segue into what I want to talk about, but like let's the, do it. The lore that goes along with the Wendigo is very specific about how it transfers. And so maybe if you're trying to represent the lore, maybe you should be careful about how the the Andrew Garfield transfers from one person to the next.
0: Mm.
1: I don't know. Any, does anybody else have any other roasts they'd like to hand out?
0: I've, I've never heard that side of the the lore. Uh, in the sense that there can be only one this feels like a no i've always been told that it was a spirit
2: that would come after people who like either lost souls right or you would become one simply if you also partook in cannibalism that's what i was aware of i thought that was what the thing was yeah
1: that is it that is it like and there are they're even Yeah, exactly. Like like there's no point to it because the father and son weren't they only became cannibalistic once they had like gone
0: ghost. Gone Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Gone they Garfield. they
2: should have just yeah, been killed at the beginning, wait. is what should
0: have happened. They just got like it's like zombie rules yeah. for them. They just got like a little bit hurt by Andrew and and then they just, like, had it?
2: And then yeah, and that's the reasoning like, for the brother at the end.
1: They don't explain the on, like, wards as well. Like, they have these wards set up, but it doesn't stop the Garfield yeah, which in its tracks at the beginning. And then yeah. how does Lucas even know to get a ward for Garfield? Yeah, that doesn't like, make sense.
2: They, they, like, say briefly it's a medicine bag, but then also it's unclear because they said that the Andrew Garfield followed them into the cave, but then they had to go past all the warts to get to it. That didn't make sense
1: Right. Either. Yeah. There's, there's a lot that does not make sense in this, which is a shame because to tie it back to what you said earlier, em, that was one of the best damn monsters I've ever seen in my life. Not only that, but the way that they shot mm. that sucker, the way that they held out for the final
0: reveal... Beautiful. I like, hate I that was it was fantastic. Up. Your until it's I was stunning. literally throwing
2: up in seat like in my seat. I was like that's disgusting. I love it.
0: Uh, yeah. Can I throw out a suggestion for something that might if you want to get a good forest monster Always. Uh, in a film that's also good, like the rest of it is also good. Uh, the Ritual on Netflix is a really nice kind of um often overlooked film. Ooh. I know it's a Netflix original, which is super weird to be shilling yes, here, um, but it's a European-made film um, for buddies going a hike in the woods, and the monster looks dang good, and the movie itself is dang good. I think Emma's disagreeing.
2: I um I hate the monster design in that. Uh, really? I
0: thought it was so unique.
2: It's unique, for sure, in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, alright. All right. Well, let me paint you a word picture. No, no, short. let me tell you why I hate it. During the monster reveal, right? Uh-huh. It's when they pick up a guy with its human hands, yeah. which are coming out of his yeah. face.
0: Oh, And yeah. he
2: simply plucks him and puts him on a tree like he's hanging a photo on his wall. And I was like... More like
0: he's an impaling a human being. He
2: doesn't being. go... Ding! He goes... Boink! Let me just. It's the nonchalant like, oh, it. that makes it so interior cool. Interior decorating. What's the point? Why is he hanging people in trees, Connor? Why is, why is he doing that? He's killing
0: people. It's ritualistic sacrifice.
2: Is it because it seems like? Yes. Because Because that. He's
0: reminding mo- everyone. That monster rules.
2: has a whole tribe of witches performing ritualistic sacrifices, he and he. And so he, he goes out into the forest sometimes. and he gallops out okay. there and he's like, "I'm gonna hang people in trees I'm for the go fun on, of it." On,
0: the reasoning because I don't understand the lore, but I do know he is one of like Loki's children canonically. What are we doing? This is an antlers. I episode. can't wait to watch the ritual. Um, anyway, that's I a movie I enjoyed. Wait. I'm sure we- we'll probably circle back <laughs> to this one because I feel like there's a lot to the
2: ritual. Discuss. I will say it was better than antlers, but that's not hard.
0: Oh, well, oh, well yes, incredibly low bar to uh to survive. That's like no, saying Foucault,
2: I the one. bar is Darida. the bar's not on the floor, the bar is it's down in the ninth circle, circle of hell
0: yeah they dug a big, they big, dug big the big whole hole. way but, down um we'll, we'll talk more on the ritual <laughs> later I can't because worry. i think there's a, a uh an interesting conversation that we had here however uh we i know for a fact are unanimous in our feelings <laughs> <laughs> the because diss holy track. god our first diss track i know i was like i can't believe it <sighs> okay for a second i was like yeah let's talk about this now and then i remember this is like what we decided to talk about for this episode so i can't uh, i know another film for too long no. because this is our uh diss track episode is- what is all right all right let's 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 get it over to vale, who okay. I know has some more uh specifics on the director um and uh but I guess before we dive into the nitty gritty of that, can I talk about my real favorite moment? Yes. In the credits. Oh, uh, yes. It was when when they were rolling through the (laughs) special thanks and Christian Bale was like the first or second name on there. And I was like, yeah, pardon me. What the hell? What did he do? I can tell you. I can tell you. And then my initial theory was that he, he did a yo-yo diet so that he could be the literal, uh, physical actor for the mocap of the, the, uh, Andrew Garfield, but I don't think that was it.
1: Wow, I can tell you. I
0: think Bale has an act. I can tell you. Bill, give yeah, us yeah. Your what was it?
1: Well, apparently Christian Bale and Scott Cooper are like BFFs, and they've been like collaborating for years. So I guess it was literally just be like, shout out to we my just homies. Said, Thanks, buddy. I mean, Scott Cooper's next film. I liked it when
0: you were Batman. I, <laughs> I hope
1: I you like my movie. think he did a great job. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for Robert Pattinson's Batman. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I would never lie to you Me too
0: first. I was going to say the uh so we saw the trailer before Robert Pattinson's Batman. Yeah before antlers. That was like the best thing we saw the whole I night. think so.
1: I think so. That was like...
0: That was my highlight of that theater experience. So, you know,
1: like if you ever go to go see movies with me, um, you know that I'm excited or that I think something is good if I reach out and slap you. Like if something is funny or if something is mm. scary or something is just like just good, like I, I I will be physically incapable of like reaching out and slapping someone. The only time that I slapped else was during that batman trailer (laughs) i was like oh it's robert pattinson anyways so that was the one time um
0: robbie patty was the highlight of the night truly
1: truly truly um is it time for me to get nerdy though i'm us to get nerdy okay so well this, this is just something that is incredibly important to me um and if there are roasts that come up, by all means, just jump back into it. Just derail cool. the conversation because I have an outline so Double I can dish. find my way back. Um,
0: right, right. But it's
1: important to me because one of the things that I'm working on right now, and this is something that I mentioned in the last episode, was decolonizing history. I'm sorry. We're getting into the nerdy portion of things. Um, but it's okay. It's going to come with a bunch of rants. It's going to come with a bunch of roasting. Um One of the things that we talked about last episode was that when we're talking about legends and lore and stuff like this that come from a living people and an existing belief system is that you have to be very respectful with the way that you're telling it. Otherwise, you will fall into the trap of colonizing or you will maliciously intentionally be colonizing something. And I Absolutely. said in the last. Can,
0: can we just lay out a, a pretty standard definition for colonizing, just for our listeners? I, I maybe, was gonna say uh, a little out of the loop. In that I
1: promise. I promised last episode that I was gonna tell you guys what it looks like. So colonization, yeah. very simply, I mean, think think about it. Think about the colonizers that have existed in history, right? Let's right. let's just start. Let's not. Uh, let me come up with somebody. Uh, somebody fake so that we don't, you know, besmirch history. Let's say. The Puritan pilgrims that came from England.
0: <laughs> ah, okay. Hypothetically,
1: sure. 1600s. Hypothetically, sure. Let's just say that from England, there came a bunch of white people. Um, uh. Colonizing is whenever you come into something, you invade it, and you take over it. Like, you commandeer it. That's, like, about as simple as I can get. That's about as as simplistic of a definition Mm -hmm. as I can get. And I'm going to highlight that. I'm going to highlight in practice because I I think it's easier to see in practice. And antlers is, quite frankly, a fantastic demonstration of what colonizing looks like. Um, Number one thing. So this is the fastest way to tell if something has been colonized is whether or not the topic has been decentered from its origins or not. And what I mean by that is mm. the Wendigo is centered in First Nations and Native American lore in what I well, I thought it was up in the northeast, but apparently m it's all the way down by you.
2: Actually, there's two almost every Native American culture has a different version of the story. So, um the Woohoo is from the north where I'm from, northeast, yeah. uh-huh. where I where I'm from, the things from the ranch, the yeah. Navajo tradition is the I will say it one time because it started outside Skinwalkers. Yeah. So it's interesting. All the like almost all Native Americans have these same stories. They're just you know Ships they're packaged differently, right? And I think I'm sure they're fitting... different if I like researched it, but I haven't done the research.
1: Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, And... uh, But but yes. Yes. I'm going to go back to my outline. Point is, is yes. Um, This movie takes place in Portland, Oregon. Or not Portland, just somewhere in Oregon. Right?
0: The Mountains, the Mountains, Oregon.
1: Oregon. Some, some nebulous place in Oregon. So you've already taken it out of its geographical location. And then second of all, um, M, uh, how many Native
2: Americans were in the show? Oh, my God. It was one, and it was fucking Harry <laughs> Clearwater from Twilight New Moon. See,
1: they're I knew they were going to have a reaction like to New that. Moon?
2: That guy's like Oh, f- my I'm God. Really they had more it. Native Americans in Twilight.
1: It doesn't mean they treated him any better, but they and did. And Taylor
2: Lautner doesn't count. So no, by doesn't.
0: default, Twilight is a better representation of the Andrew Garfield than Antlers, no, a movie about Andrew Garfield. Let's not
1: go
2: that far. I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but I will say that even though some of I'm the Native Americans in Twilight, Taylor Lautner, were actually portrayed by white people, every be Harry Clearwater! Was it Twilight? Along with, like, ten other people? And freaking. why does he do it in this movie? And why is he, like, f- establishing, like, the person of color as, like, the magic voice of warning that comes and just leads the heroes in the right way? Like, it's 2021. I, like, keep saying that. But it's it, it legitimately shocks and appalls me that we're following these tropes that have been proven to be racist you know bigoted it's like what the heck why are we still doing this why are we still doing this Uh, 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 uh." anyway you can say words better than me I'm just mad right now no
1: thank you for doing exactly what I wanted you to do that's I'm sorry for um (laughs) setting that fire ablaze but I wanted to watch it burn so um but yes that's that's exactly it is it has this story the Wendigo story antlers has decentered the Wendigo story it is no longer geographically where it's supposed to be it is being told by white people it there's not enough representation and i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to quote here because sometimes you might come across a story where like they tried right like you 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 get the sense that like maybe effort was put in at some place and you might want to give them a pass. So like here's Scott Cooper, right? Is he says, my very passionate support of Native American issues and causes, the Wendigo was, as we know, a Native American First Nations myth folklore. So that allowed me to tell a horror story while at the same time telling a story about their colonization. Our European forebears first came to these shores and colonized Native Americans and then raped and pillaged their way across the nation taking Native Americans' lands and resources. And in their mythology, the Andrew Garfield came out of that. So it seemed to me that I could tell the stories that are ailing America and the horrors that America is living in with now. And then filter it all through the Native American experience and through the to Uh Who wants to take a stab at why that's bad?
2: Which part of it? Sorry.
1: Uh, any of it. Any of it.
2: Just the, okay, first of all. He took their story. Like, I know you already talked about this, but he literally yep, took nope, their story. There we go. He's, he's talking about their colonization. Where did it say that? There yep, was literally one Native tell. American in the story. They're talking about the window woo whatever, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> whatever, and they're, they're not even using any Native voices. And not only that, they're not even really talking about the window woo They're talking about generational trauma, because that's what they made the movie all about. They're not talking about, they're not celebrating Native traditions, They're the colonizers. I think there's no excuse. I don't care if his heart was in the right place. I am tired of white men in Hollywood who take stories and make them their own. And they think, oh, my heart was in the right place. At least I'm causing a little bit more representation. There was one role for representation in that entire film. And it was not enough. It is 20- You guys can't
1: see me, but I'm like smiling and nodding my head like a bobblehead going over a gravel road right now. We need
2: more than one one person of color in a film, especially in a film about oh. something that celebrates different cultures. <laughs> the
0: the teacher character kind of taking it upon herself to save the day in the worst, most selfish way mm-hmm. possible is a very good parallel for the director's whole initiative. Yeah, yeah so, so here like, we go. I, there
2: are no excuses for him. I don't care. if, like no. they'll put in the notes like was his heart in the, his heart was in the right place. I don't care. I don't care what his fucking intentions were.
0: <laughs> it, don't matter. it doesn't it don't matter, matter because his actions the results his, are in the very wrong place. And
2: we could get into a debate about this because I have a lot of feelings. There's your inner world and the outer world. I think the only thing that really matters in the end is your outer world. Your actions? Uh, I'd have to No matter with what it. the intention? What? I'd have to agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't matter what your intentions were in the end, your actions have an effect on people. And his actions making this movie actually just like completely, it, it was a dishonor and a disservice to the Native population and yeah. their traditions, because it fucking sucked and they didn't even, like, he might have consulted them, but it sounds like when he was thinking about the story in the beginning, he's like, oh, I should probably talk to someone so that I can be inclusive. And that's what it felt like. It felt like he talked to someone months ago and then he's like, I'm going to make my own story now. So I am, like, totally woke. That's exactly I'm ready. how it comes across.
1: And and that's the unfortunate thing, is, like, even if he had a Native American First Nations consultant with him the entire time, the point is that the movie still felt the way that you said it did. So, to recap, um, thank you, M. I gosh, I love it. I love it when you go on explosive rants. It's, like, one of my favorite things to watch. So, to recap. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. Um... So dismantling this whole paragraph, right, is because on the first onset, I know like I I used to be in this position where like I would have heard that and I would have wanted to forgive. First thing, folks, did the Wendigo really come from describing the trauma of colonizers? It did not. It did not. The earliest written account of Wendigo lore was um, from a Jesuit missionary. Um, but these beliefs were being told way before that. And so... In, in that one instance, he has just reinserted himself into a story where he had no belonging in. Um, you might think, like, it's progressive to say, oh, yes, we caused trauma. Like, if we all sitting around as white people are like, oh, mea culpa, mea culpa, my bad. Um, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have colonized. It's like, yeah, you can't... It, <clears throat> you got to really think hard about the story that you're trying to tell here because it, you might think it's progressive to say, oh, I'm going to tell a story about, uh, yes, I caused trauma because you did. But it's not progressive in that what you inadvertently or advertently are saying is this story is now about me because it's not and it never will be. Because even if the Andrew Garfield lore came from Trauma, like even if it was a representation of colonized trauma, it's still going to be about them because it's their trauma. And so, when you put yourself of just like, oh, look at me, like I caused this trauma, you are taking their story away from them. It is not your story to tell. It is not your story to tell. So they did reach out to the Ojibwe tribe for the warning voice in the beginning. Uh, the OG Way tribe may have okay that. And and quite frankly, like if they say, like here's my personal opinion, here's my personal opinion. If First Nations and Native Americans were to come forth and say, I'm okay with this movie, then I feel like I'd have to shut up because what do I know? Like, like again, this is not my story to tell. I might have my feelings about how Antlers works as a movie. Um, And these are my feelings about how Antlers works as a retelling of this story. But ultimately, the final opinion and the opinion that should matter and should be given the most heed to is the people they took the story from. So you might make this comment of like, oh, you know, Scott Cooper's like, oh, it's all about colonizers. But you failed to incorporate the voices of the colonized, so you recolonized this
0: just perpetuating
1: you really are just perpetuating this, so that's that's what like colonization essentially looks like is again, like you decenter the story, you take the story away from where it it originally belonged. And then you insert yourself into that narrative and you say, well, I'm the important thing here. Even if you think you're calling attention to the crimes that you or your ilk have caused, you are still inserting yourself in the narrative by making it that forefront. And it's funny, it, it, it's, it's bitterly funny to me that we've been going off about how the school teacher has inserted herself into Lucas's trauma because that's literally what Cooper has done. And it's literally what Cooper has done to the Wendigo tradition and, and that folklore. So yeah, that's, again, I will say, you know, I would love to reach out and talk to First Nations and Native American people and ask them what they thought about antlers, but there are several things that you can't get away from. And it's the first, this story has been colonized. And two, there was not nearly enough representation in that film. And those two things alone, it's bad. And and just like you said, just like you said, and the way that they use the one person that they had, I will I will say this. It's it's um it's a very specific trope that is also used a lot in literature analysis, and it's used a lot in theater um, studies in performance studies. the the trope is called the magical Negro, um, which every time I say it, it makes me sad. Every time I have to say something like minstrelsy, and it, it makes me really sad um, because it is indicative of a period of history where we wronged in a most horrific way a group of people and how we hmm. disenfranchised, we colonized, and we degraded people we demeaned a person's role so much we can condense it down into a trope and now we are forcing someone to replay that trope it's very bad (laughs) it's very bad um Here's the thing, folks, in order to decolonize, like it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of research because you have to comb through sources. Colonizing history and colonizing stories means that like you have to go back to the original source before everything got filtered in. And that's another funny thing is that Scott Cooper literally said you filter it through the story of the Wendigo. It's like, Bitch, no, <laughs> the story of the Wendigo is the story of the Andrew Garfield it just, it exists with and without you. So let's, let's try to not be so self-aggrandized about it. Um, it takes a lot of work to recenter something and to put something back where it goes. Um, and to that, I say, F-ing do it. I don't care. I don't care if it's tiring. I don't care if it's exhausting. I don't care. You put in the work. You put in the work because enough has been done enough has been done to bury it, unbury it. Um, and and the, the sometimes frustrating thing is the fact that like I, right now where I am, working in performance studies, might be trying very hard to contribute to the work of decolonizing things, and I might inadvertently be stepping in colonizing. Um, and so you have to stay hyper-aware, and you have to stay hyper-vigilant. And I'm so sorry if that's tiring get over it okay get over it mm. you can't um i think you said it very well when you said we can't like like at least have the decency to be bad in a different way we're in the year of our lord 2021 oh, yeah. stop
0: stop running out of excuses <sighs> stop doing products this of our times out there <sighs>
1: And it's, just, and it's just really frustrating how someone could be like, oh, and I'm going to go get a consultant and I'm going to go do this. And it's like, you couldn't be bothered. You couldn't be bothered then to actually learn. It's like, what did you even use that consultant for? It doesn't show like I have dramaturged some shows like I will say this I have dramaturged some shows and then asked for my name to be removed from the production entirely because I did not want to be associated with it because I did not dramaturg that show. I was not used and the times that I tried to be useful I was ignored or my work wasn't accepted it wasn't taken it wasn't it just wasn't used and so I said you know what take me off take me off the record. this feels like they just took the consultant off the record. When you make something like this, when it's so clearly obvious to the rest of everybody how bad and damaging it is, what did you use the consultant for? Okay, there's my very nerdy response. Uh, (sighs) Sorry, I've got the sniffles,
0: guys, but... That's antlers, everybody. It's it was antlers. Clearly one that we holy oh, yeah, struggled. struggled with. It sucked. Yeah, it was bad o'clock. It's it not good. good. Man, oh man.
1: Yeah. It really it really comes back to like this is what I will say to any of the creatives out there who you come across a story that you really click with and it may not be from your own heritage, that's fine. That's fine. What you have to do is you have to put in your research and then whatever you come up with you have to show that it mattered to you because we can feel how much respect you have for something it shows in everything that you do it bleeds through everything that you do so yeah like what do i have to say about this like i, I i'm a white i'm a white person again this isn't my story uh So I'm not going to say, oh, creatives, it's fine to to do a Wendigo story. I am going to say that, like, I wonder if there will come a day where, like, I will be able to write a story that includes the Wendigo or about the Wendigo that shows its respect. Um, But until I find the right avenue, until I find the right people to work with, until I find... The research and the respect necessary to embark on such a project, it is not going to happen. This just is what it is. Be aware. Be aware. I don't care if it's exhausting. If you want to make a
0: story that isn't yours, get people on board whose story it is.
1: Exactly. And if you're in a position. Where you can, and and this is the other thing too, is like, so Guillermo del Toro came to Scott Cooper and was like, you want to do a movie? And Scott was like, sure, yeah. Um, I love the story of the Wendigo. You're immediately being put in this position where you could help so many people out. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being the one in the writer's room or being the one that the producers go to. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. You are now in a position of power. Use it. Mm. Use it to amplify the voices that are around you. Because now you have the resources to do that. It is the year of our Lord 2021. You have the resources to do it. If you are not using your resources, I'm going to find you. you I'm going to find you.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm going to get mad.
0: We're pro-vengeance on this
1: podcast. Oh, we've already discussed this at, at our pee break and intermission, is I'm very... Yeah. I am a vengeful spirit. When I come back <laughs> uh, and I'm haunting people, it will be out of petty, petty revenge. Mm. Okay, well, there we go. Uh, there
0: we go. That was the, There's m- that fun the un-fun, for, yeah.
1: unfun rant. Sorry if it if it got really heated and intense there but i know
0: just... <laughs> i'm 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 proud to say this is our most um forward negative episode yet but like we we need sure. that kind of contrast you know it, it reminds us what's good yeah in the, in the world of horror yeah you're well reminding us what's bad <laughs> in the world of
1: gosh i love Don't that watch um, it. it's not
2: what? even like one time is no. even too it's...
0: much yeah yeah just <laughs> Watch something at least polarizing, but interesting, like The Ritual. Uh, <laughs> watch The, rituals um, don't watch on, the
2: Ritual, don't come *The
0: Unless you want to see a good movie. But while you're at it, stay spooky, everybody. Thank you to Mr. our producer, Yay. for being on the show. Thanks
2: for letting me roast it.
0: I love yeah, it when you do. Roast away. We hope you all enjoyed this absolute barbecue. Yeah.
1: Hey, this comes out right before Thanksgiving, so... Be sure to remind remind your friends and family that you'd better be decolonizing everything. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I have two Thanksgivings this year, actually. I have... um, I'm going to be... No. I have two sides of the family (laughs) that I am going to go see. So I get to tell um, my stories twice. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited.
0: Well... All of our little lovelies out there have a have a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, we hope that you genuinely are uh, grateful for the things that you have. Oh and, right! Um, Should
1: we end this on a more positive note about the things that we're grateful for? Oh,
0: oh yeah! I'm grateful <laughs> for the goons. <laughs> Sorry. The goons who are currently on and have in the past been on this podcast. Uh, you guys really s- stuff my turkey
1: oh connor i'd rather not
0: you guys really uh mash my potatoes now that i will do any day yeah i wouldn't have it any other way
1: oh thanks
0: man that's what i'm grateful for
1: uh besides
0: (laughs) bad movies
1: i i'm really grateful that we can have these kinds of conversations i'm really grateful that uh we are here to roast and we had a good time doing it and i am very grateful that the people that i associate with i don't have to get to fight my crusade with me i i love that you're already there with me yeehaw that this was not a debate. It was just backing each other up on, Yes, you were right. Let me tell you, let me tell you why I we're think that you right. We just threw different
0: kinds of fuel on each other's I fire. I it.
1: It's my favorite. So I'm very grateful for the people that I yeah. associate with.
0: Word. Well, um, thanks everybody for joining <laughs> oh, us. Oh, my... my
2: I'm grateful... I mean, you you don't, don't have to. Not every movie, you don't you have,
0: have to. to grateful for things.
2: <laughs> I'm grateful yeah. that not every movie is Antler's.
0: <laughs> That's a really good great film. I like that great film. I'm,
2: I'm really grateful that it's the worst movie I've ever seen, so everything else must be oh, better. Man.
0: That's true. For we me, can only I just, go up from here. While we're, while we're hitting the worst of the worst, uh, Insidious The Last Key, that was the worst movie I ever saw. Wow. Just putting that out there. It's another horror movie. They just, man, they're such stinkers when they stink. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Guys, we made it. We made it through the, wow, the antlers episode. You did Watch it. out for your friends and family. Don't feed them skunk bones. And oh, sure. I love you and stay spooky, okay? That's the thing we say at the stay end. Stay spooky. Stay decolonizing. The Good, the Rad, and the Spooky is a passion project by Connor Wood and Vale McComb. Now, recently produced by M.
1: Knowlton.
0: You can find us on the Twitter at good rad spooky Podcast.
1: And you can also find us on Instagram at Goodrad Spooky Podcast.
0: A very special thanks to Ned Wilcock for the logo.